Welcome to a dialogue on accountability in the digital age. A dialogue with representatives of a global multi-stakeholder community. I'm your host, Fritz Bussemaker, and today I'm delighted and privileged to have a conversation with Musa Inua. Musa, welcome to the program. Thank you, Fritz. Allow me to introduce uh, Musa. He's the co-founder of Voices for Peace, an NGO, NGO formed in, in uh, Ghana the founder CEO of Confluent Media. He has a degree in journalism and communications. And in 2014, he was the recipient of the certificate in advanced online strategy by the BBC. And you're a native from Ghana. So again, uh, Musa, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Fred. So very quickly, uh, you are the co-founder of the Voices for Peace. Tell us a little bit more, what is that? All right. Um, so thank you so much, Fritz, for having me and so excited to be on this platform. And uh, I have read or um, followed this podcast for some time now, which has always piqued my interest to join a platform like this to share my perspective on what's happening around the world. So to touch base on um, Voices for Peace. Voices for Peace formerly um, formed in Ghana as an NGO with my partner, Ms. Brian Cook, or business partner, Ms. Brian Cook from the United States, who is also co-founder or founder of IoT Dom, um, an IoT company based in the United States, and also with its footprint in um, France. So um, the whole idea came up when we met at the Global Entrepreneurship Summit in Netherlands, in The Hague, where we met to discuss perspective on what to do and this whole um, Voices for Peace came in mind. And then um, with our main purpose or goal has always to be using digital solutions in advancing more of solution of what's happening between sustainable development and what's happening in developing countries. By so being um, good, we have achieved a whole lot, which uh, our project has mostly been featured on um, OECD or Paris 21's um, conversation on Data for Change Initiative and also um, was highlighted actually at the um, UN United Nations Data for, uh, for Change Forum in Switzerland in Bern um, last year. So we are so excited, um, the conversation keeps growing. Our much more motivating factor on how to advance digital solutions, encourage communications, and building a better platform, encouraging peace process. So this is um, where we sit now on Voices for Peace. There are many more add-ons that uh, we also look into factor on the SDGs, which during our conversation, I'll be glad to share some of these perspectives. Oh, by all means, please do. Uh, well, first of all, congratulations with the recognition from both the UN and the OECD. So that means you have to do something good because there's so much in this world out there. Now, um, you're also a journalist. Yes. And I also would be interested to see how you combine uh, your role as a journalist and Voices for Peace. How do they uh, relate to each other? So um, I work as a freelance journalist, but I also um, the founder of Confluent Media and the founding editor for uh, FennelNews.net, an online news platform that we publish news articles on what's happening around the world um, with our primary focus on diplomacy 
and then also international relations and special events. So um, with its link with Voices for Peace, we always advance conversation of interest stories and how we can bring information to the doorstep of the people and then also to our cherished readers as well. So um, it's not too much into confliction, but we always have to have more of the insight on what news element is, what a nonprofit project is all about, but it's all about information and getting the right information out there to the public. Okay, now you're trained as a journalist. So um, I would assume you got uh, in that training uh, also uh, ways to look at, uh, okay, check your sources, make sure that it's actually uh, credible news, credible sources. Um, I would assume you take that skill with you when you run Voices for Peace. Yes, that's correct. Um, so with um with, with journalism can, can you repeat the question again sorry uh, no, no. well uh, as a journalist you're trained to check and double check your sources make certain that when you have a story uh, from various sources you check if it's actually a, a true story or not i yes. can assume you're using those same skills for voices for peace so you're having your journalist mindset when you provide solutions in the Voices for Peace initiative? Yeah, so um, check and balance or check of fact checking yeah. is always a priority, even um, not in um, journalism field, but even in governance process or in every aspect of our lives, we need to encourage the process of having the accuracy of information to put out there so that we will not have misinformation. So if you look at what's happening around the world, there is different diversity of views on um, mainstream media, on other traditional media platforms. And now we have a huge advantage of its disadvantage. That's the social media aspect of conversation. Everyone at all can come up with its own um, conclusion or its own stories, but formulating it to understand that this is the formality of how to designate the right information and also the audience to identify how this information is accurate in putting out there. So with our work at the Voices for Peace, it has always been with solving problems that are being filtered through social media and other news media platform. So um, a goal of us in encouraging conversation on SDG goals has been one of the highly um, advanced using digital tools, solutions in taking data and then also accessing data to give accuracy of information and facts. Okay, so when you talk about digital to uh, digital solutions, what kind of solutions should I uh, think of? So um, with solutions, we, we think about mostly with uh, Voices for Peace, for instance, our recent project that we did ahead of election, which I think uh, we invited you to, as a speaker some time ago. So um, we classified um, research works, mm -hmm. which we can put data out there using digital platforms. So um, we can disseminate a lot of data online through questionnaire and get access of uh, those data and later on filter the conversation to see 
what people are talking about or what has been the most priority when it talks about um, development accessibility. So we filter information using digital tools. So we build a, stru um, a structure for platforms which uh, we can collect data. And of course, with um, the right mindset of um, having solution back into it. So these are some of the digital solutions and we use the social media to advance some of these conversations and in the end, establish a stakeholder engagement and have a proper dialogue on what we have collected. Okay, so what I'm hearing you uh, is you, uh, am I assuming now that you see social media as a blessing? Yes, um, of course, and there is more to it. I know you, you already know about uh, um, the world discussing more about privacy, mm -hmm. uh, its policy. So um, there is more to understand and to mitigate, but uh, we still have it as an advantage, especially where I come from in developing countries like Africa. Most of these digital tool is more of a, an avenue that creates awareness, but of course there is a huge disadvantage also in understanding what to use um, a huge platform on social media to advance a rightful conversation. Yeah. So regardless of saying the positive side, there is a huge advantage of it. It has created a whole lot of um, avenue for, let's say, revenue mobilization for some youth in Africa, which is very huge. And now you can talk about TikTok, you can talk about um, a lot of media platforms that are really um, doing so well, but there is always the bad side of whatever we do, even among ourselves. Okay, because let me ask you one question before I ask the, the, the follow-up question. Uh, what's the status of the free and independent press in Ghana? This is really interesting um, question. Yeah. Yes, um, over a decade, Ghana has been a very uh, instrumental, you know, we hosted um, I think uh, one of the biggest conversation on journalism in Ghana recently, about two years ago, um, which has piqued a whole lot of interest. And we have the best journalists who are mostly investigative journalists from around the world that hail from Ghana and doing so well, contributing to a whole lot of developmental agenda and bringing more of uh, stories that matters to the people around, but uh, it's unfortunate uh, um, in, in some few years or months now, we haven't had that free of expression that mad because of interference of political activities, which uh, um, I won't classify as a, a healthy one. Yeah. And on the global ranking currently, I think we, we, we dropped near but I can't give exactly a um, okay. quote, but uh, it, it hasn't been um, that well. But journalism in Ghana is very impressive one. Um, diversion of views because most journalists sometimes think they can say whatever they want because they are journalists, which never like that. In whatever there is uh, a policy, there is more of limitation of what we do and how we put information out there. Okay, now, um, 
please correct me if I'm making a wrong assumption right now, because uh, I realize my the, the context I'm asking this question uh, of the role of social media is I live in the Netherlands, so we have free press, free and independent press. So you see a classic journalist um, still trying to figure out how to relate the media, mainstream media and social media, as it were. Uh, and we trust mainstream media. Am I now uh, making assumption because although you might have lack of check checks and balances on social media, given the situation of the mainstream press, actually social media offers something beneficial because it's not being regulated, it's not being controlled, and it is much more a free platform to share knowledge. Is that the way I uh, see it being used in Ghana? Yes. Um, so you see, social media has um, a vast of range of audiences and everyone at all yeah. can have the platform. And yeah. as rightfully mentioned, um, the limitations of who does what and what you put out there social media in Africa is very free to some countries and especially where I come from it's very freely and open to say whatever you want but um, there is a whole lot of laws you know there are tort laws there is civil wrong and many more others that if you try to use the platform wrongfully um, there is accountability that awaits you on the end well, so um, this yeah, that's a good segue indeed, because I want to talk about accountability and what this all means for accountability, where you come from. So yes. thank you for raising that. Great. So um, it's really a peak of um, interest on avenues of uh, platforms that uh, we use to disseminate information is totally free. Um, there has been a conversation on having regulations on social media in Ghana in the past, but we haven't had any formal communication from the government or from the policymakers. Since um, that uh, online news platforms are always free um, in establishing, you can just set up an online yeah. platform. So we have so many bloggers, young bloggers coming from Ghana who always put their own thoughts out there for um, audiences and for other, I mean, um, um, channels. But of course, uh, there has been a decade of uh, upcoming young journalists in Ghana who use some of these platforms just to generate revenue, um, not to filter what kind of information, but the sensitivity of what people would like to read has been a huge trend um, in Ghana, which um we don't talk about conversation of um, accountability in this or regulations in some of the activities that they do and because of uh, political diversion of views if one political party raise a concern that no this is wrong full way of putting information out there the other party feels no is the right way to go about with it so everyone try to 
bring the perspective to say they are doing the right thing or this person is doing the right thing other than that i think information um in where i come from in ghana has always been free one and um much more of the hindrance of what you put out there you just have to be more careful not to sit in the toes of someone to sue you for <laughs> any wrongful communication but it, it it's very encouraging my website for instance have the freedom freely way of putting information out there without um just hindrance or moving for asylum to publish a news content or anything of such okay got that great uh no thank you for sharing that and also uh the, the role of journalism and what's possible now i also understand that as a journalist you're not restricted to the news in ghana you actually went to Istanbul a couple of weeks ago. And uh, what uh, brought you to Istanbul? Yes, um, so I mentioned I follow news content on diplomacy, international relations and special events. So this is where I am. I think I've attended to your event in Netherlands before as well. And uh, it's always uh, a pleasure attending a global events currently in Istanbul. There are so many happenings um, around Eastern Europe or Europe in general or around the world, even in Africa, we still have a lot of challenges around us. But um, the purpose of Istanbul has been a very interesting one to attend the, um, Istanbul or in the Turkish government um, organizing the diplomatic forum, which sought to have about 80 um, um politicians attending and over 16 heads of state attended in a city of antalya to discuss about peace process to discuss about what's happening around the world to discuss more about issues that affect in our daily lives and food security of course okay. so um it 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 has been um a very interesting um, um outcome and uh, unfortunately what's happening in ukraine between russia um the 42 foreign ministers together with the turkish counterparts met together to dialogue to discuss about peace process but there hasn't been any fruitful outcome from that meeting um, um in antalya but uh, it's a good platform that they all came together see each other face to face for the first time since this um, 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 unfortunate incident that's happening in, in both countries and uh, Turkish government in Eastern Europe to talk about hosting the Turkey um, uh, um, diplomatic forum I think has been a very laudable one this is the second edition that we are here um, to listen to policymakers to listen to um, top diplomats to listen to other stakeholders yeah. who were invited to share yeah. their views on um, what's happening masa and musa thank you uh, i mean um for that uh, question there um to what extent does digital technology play a role in those discussions um yes of course uh, this has been always an advancement of conversation and i think the world needs to um put a listening ear into um some of these digital platforms or solutions 
that could help to mitigate more of what is happening around us. It's always um, a way of convenience because some of these events couldn't put a whole lot of people together, but um, with digital solutions, yes, a whole lot were able to participate through um, a virtual platforms. Okay, great. Thank you. Because I think now is coming the moment that I very honored and pleased to share to the rest of the audience that you are going to be one of the hosts of the E4ADA dialogues. Uh, so you will be the feet on the ground in Ghana to talk about accountability in a digital age with people from Ghana, but also in the wider African region. So I'm going to be very interested to see what kind of conversations and uh, dialogues you're going to have uh, there. And also, do you have an idea of what you hope to achieve by uh, doing those dialogues? Thank you so much. Uh, I think this is a huge opportunity and I'm so honored to um, join this huge platform of uh, global conversation on what's happening around us. And to talk about my interest, yes, um, we always share mutual views on um, ideas like this. And I hope to bring more value of what's happening in terms of accountability in the digital age, in terms of um, diversion of opinions on diplomacy and how to use digital solutions in helping solving much more problems, especially from Western African Sub-Saharan. You know, we have the Francophone, we have the Anglophone in Africa, which uh, we are centered with um, about two, um, leads with the African Union, the West African sub-ECOWAS as well. Um, it's really of uh, a good way to bring much more of clearer perspective of what some of these leaders ought to achieve using digital platforms. And then also the bigger range of what the outcome um, that I'm always passionate about to see is accountability. And this is going to have a long way for us to go if we keep on encouraging accountability process and then also educate um, the youth and then also get the right thinking individuals in our society to encourage more of the accountability process i think we will be in a better world for all of us Hey, Musa, I want to thank you so much for making the effort not to talk today, but most importantly, uh, for the, the, the future dialogues you're going to have. So uh, I'm going to look very much forward to listening to those conversations you're going to have. Uh, for now, thank you for sharing your so thoughts on what you are already doing uh, through the Voices for Peace, through your role as a journalist, and now also as a host of the Ifra Ada Dialogue. So, Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Always a pleasure.